Welcome to the Swing Hard Podcast with Coach Denny Barrett. For 30 years, Coach Denny has recruited and coached some of the top collegiate and professional athletes from the world. During that time, Denny created the Batters Program, which prepares young players to succeed at the high school level and beyond. With this podcast, it doesn't matter if you play baseball or not. It's time to step up to the plate, get some inspiration, and swing hard with Coach Denny Barrett. Hey, thanks for being back here at my second podcast. Man, I got to tell you, completely appreciative and uh, not shocked, but feel so grateful that some people reached out to me and have been listening to this and listened to the first podcast and uh, and gave me some great uh, great replies. Uh, by the way, every information I get from you guys, I actually actually read it and listen to it and. Uh, and, and I hope let's try it again right here. Let's just go number two. Uh, that didn't sound very good, but let's try number two right here and, uh, and make, this, uh, make this work. Hey, here, here's, the, here's the thing. We're going to talk about losing baseball games. I told you that we're going to stay current every time, and we're going to be so current today that it was such a rough weekend for Denny Barrett, uh, batters, Notre Dame. And uh, with the losses, and let me give you a little background. We played Friday night. My 9U team gets beat 11-7. to On Saturday, uh, 11U team got beat. On Sunday, 13U team got beat. And our 14U team. And they were different losses and different ways of losing. And then yesterday, a high school team gets, gets, uh, gets hammered. Now, we got to take losses lightly. I get that. That's why I'm talking about it on a podcast. But I'm using you as my therapist right now because I don't take losses very well. And I'm, I'm going to talk to you about losses. So if you're having a tough day this morning, maybe you lost at, uh, at something yesterday. Again, we're talking about baseball. It's only baseball. But to some of us, any loss just actually kicks our butt, and, uh, and that's where we are. The, um, there's different ways of losing. I tell you, I saw every way. I, in my 35 years of coaching, I saw so many different ways of losing. And you remember them all. You definitely remember them all. Um, you try to forget them until there's another game that reminds you of that loss. And then there's another game that reminds you of that loss. And, um, and I'm not sure the big question is what's the worst way to lose. Is it that walk off base hit in the bottom of the ninth? Is that absolute drubbing you get throughout the game? Is it that 25 to two loss when you're out of it? Is it that mercy or is it that, uh, again, is it that Kurt Gibson home run? Sorry, Al. It's that Kurt Gibson home run off Dennis Eckersley that, uh, Tommy brought that traumatic, walk-off home run uh there's there's ways of um that that you could describe losing and i sure actually won't forget that and i'm and i'm and i'm certainly not going to forget the losses i had um we played a game yesterday at high school we got beat 22 to 5 uh 22 to 5 i'm sorry but if you can't hear my podcast let me say it one more time 22 to 5 the game was one to one in the second inning and you know it was a pretty good game. A lot of people there, and in the significance of this game, is pretty good. It's a it's a big series with with the team we're playing. And, and I don't want to mention much name, mention many names, uh, because I want to move on from this. But but I will tell you, uh, sitting through a three and a half hour drumming of a team, and when it goes one to one, then it's four to one, then nine to one, then thirteen to one, then seventeen to one. I'll tell you what, is that worse than getting beat off a walk off home run? I don't know. That's your answer. You know, you can answer that question, but I, I will tell you, I don't think it, I don't think, uh, I don't think it matters. A loss is a loss. And what depends on the significance of a loss. Um, we, we got beat three weeks ago in Arizona, uh, up seven, five, 
ground ball to her, with two outs, ground ball to our second baseman, and he throws a ball away. We're still in good shape, up 7-5. Pitcher comes out there, walks the next guy on four pitches, hits the next hitter to, to load the bases. Next guy, I go out to the mound to talk to him. What we say on the mound stays on the mound, I'll tell you that right now, to hit a guy and walk a guy in four pitches. I'm not first, I'm chewing on the second baseman for not getting a third out of the game, but I'm also going out there letting the pitcher know, hey, are you kidding me? Okay, and so my line to him was just, just keep throwing strikes, man, keep throwing strikes. He says, I got this, coach. Well, sure enough, I walk off the mound. The next pitch was a strike. However, the guy hammered at 300 feet, cleared the bases, and they, we lose the game on a walk-off double. We lose 8-7. Um, I'm not sure that loss is easier than, than any losses. Um, that loss, I know for sure that loss hurt more than that. The comment after the game was when I brought the team up was absolutely nothing. Just get your crap, get your gear, go home. We'll see you tomorrow. The, um, the home run to end it, that always feels good on the opposite, uh, on the winning side, but it doesn't feel very good on the losing side. I, you know, I talk so fast and get through this. I think I talk fast on losing is because I want to move on from losing. However, I wanted to make it a topic. And now as I'm in the middle of this podcast right now, I, I, I got to, I, I, uh, I can't stand losing, but doesn't make me different because nobody likes to lose. So why does Denny Barrett think, you know what? I'm different from anybody else. And I don't like losing when my son would say to me, God, I hate losing. I hate losing. We all don't like to lose. So how do we then let's how do we accept a loss? Not easy to say. And how do we bounce back from a loss? Well, in the pros, they got 162 games and they can bounce back from losses much easier than they can do here. When you got 162 games, man, you get beat. In fact, you see it right now. You'll see now they have position players pitching, especially games that are out of hand. You see smiles out there from these big leaguers. They're laughing, they're joking. And the reason is is they get to play again tomorrow. In college, you play about four or five games a week. And in and, and your conference games are Friday, Saturday, Sunday. You mix in a couple games during the week and non-conference. For example, SC will play UCLA on one weekend. During the week, they'll play Long Beach State and maybe Loyola, which are non-conference games. But again, there's more games there. And the significance of a midweek game isn't as significant as a, as a conference game. The high schools play two to three times a week. I know in our conference, we play each team three times a week. A lot of the other schools will play each team Tuesday and Friday just two times a week. Again, less games. The total of our games is, I think, a total of 30 during the year. The, the colleges play about 50 at, during the year, except it, 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 and then postseason. And then – so, so it depends on, depends on the significance of a game on how tough a loss is. They all hurt as a head coach. I will tell you that right now. But the difference is, is some hurt more than others, and we can leave it at that. Um, I know this, that uh, – we played a game back in 1986. I'm at Lewis Clark State College in the great town of Lewiston, Idaho. And I hope you Lewiston people are listening to me. One of my favorite towns. Played for the great Ed Chef. Um, Gary Picconi was the assistant. And you go up there. If you've never been to Lewiston, Idaho, get on up there and look at the – first of all, it's a beautiful town. And then the baseball up there is second to none. But we're in the NAIA World Series, and we're playing a team – from Grand Canyon College, Grand Canyon University. Now, during that season, we played Grand Canyon four times down at their place in Arizona, and we swept them. Boom, 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 boom. Swept all four games and felt pretty good ourselves. And we, and, and, it, and we're number one in the nation at that time. And we go up to the uh, to the World Series about three months later, and we're hosting this College World Series, and we're in Lewiston, like I said. And 
the, the baseball town. And people there are just going crazy. It's a great, it's a great atmosphere at the College World Series in Lewiston. Um, but I will tell you this: we uh, we had players like Rusty Harris at short and Dwayne Church at first. We had guys, Mark Woodson on the mound, Larry Price, who's now coaching Walla Walla with his with his club uh, in the outfield. And guys, were, guys, were, we were good. We come into that game though, and we have to play uh, Grand Canyon now for the final game and. And uh, we've already taken care of business with them. Like I said, uh, maybe it was just a month and a half earlier, six weeks earlier. And it's one single game, winner take all for the final. The um, We end up losing 6-5 on a walk-off base hit off Larry Price's glove in short left field. He came, or short right field. He came in, just get off his glove, ball drops, and we lose. I remember the beginning of that inning, they go lead off triple. And we've got nobody out, leadoff triple, and we have to go walk, walk to ba- load the bases, keep bringing the infield in, hopefully get a ground ball to home and back, go to home to first. We get a pop-up, a strikeout. We get two outs. Mark Woodson on the mound. Saws off the guy's hands. He flares on the right field. The ball drops in, and we lose. That one hurts. I know it today. That's in 1986, and it hurts more still today than it did back then. I can remember the exact environment of silence in a hometown that we played in after a loss. You also remember the excitement in wins. Why then? Why do we really learn more from losses? Why do people tell us, man, well, we learn. Yeah, you'll just learn a lot more from losses. Or do we really learn more on losses? You know, the answer is probably yes. But my head wants to say bull, bull. My head just wants to say that. We do learn a little bit more on on, uh, on losses, and I say this with at fifty six years old. There's no way I say this at twenty six or thirty six or forty six. We learn from losses a little bit more, and I'll say probably you can learn. By the way, it's your learning process, not mine. I'm just kind of giving you a little from me from from my experience. It hurts more. Losses hurt more, and that's why we learn more. Uh, losses usually allow us to make adjustments, usually force us, not allow us maybe, but force us to make adjustments for change. Just like in life, man, when things are going brutal in my life, man, and I have to change, that means, man, if my life's losing right now, I'm going to have to change, man. And, and, and I look for areas in my life that need to change and make myself feel better. I look for areas with my children when they're struggling, how to make them feel better. And usually change will only occur if things are going rough. And so in baseball, again, we'll keep it lighter on the baseball side. Every time there's a loss, it certainly magnifies the areas in your program and your team that need to be, uh, that, 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 that need to be identified. Uh, and again, like I said, uh, the one line I love the most is, man, change, nothing changes if nothing changes. Nothing changes if nothing changes. So, when we get uncomfortable in a ball game, things need to change. When we get uncomfortable in, uh, in our staff, we get uncomfortable in our offense, we get uncomfortable in areas that we have to change. Now, what are the, some of the things that, that need to change? Well, number one, maybe our personnel. How about that one? Holy cow, we're losing, and then I need to change personnel. Of course, tell that to a parent out there and says, you know what, sir? Your son's 0 for April. We need to make some changes. But hold on, Denny. He sure, he sure is trying out there. No, I know he's trying, my friend, but hold it, man. 
I need some production. Well, why is my son hitting ninth? Well, the answer is because there's no tenth right now, Mrs. Jones. And when we find ten hitters, we we'll get them up there. However, things need to change. We have to change maybe our approach as coaches or maybe our approach as a player. We first have to start from the top, no question about it. But I have to look at this team and say, okay, what else do we need to change? Maybe we need to just simply change our signs. If the other team knows your signs, your offensive signs, your defensive signs, you better figure that out. Maybe change them. Adjust to that. Maybe we have to change our pitching rotation. If your pitcher that you throw in on Tuesday, your Friday night guy is getting, his t- getting, his at- getting hammered every time he's out there on a Friday night, Maybe he's got to go to the bullpen or work out on a Sunday. Who knows? All right. Maybe we change our practice plans. We just can't keep doing the same things over and over again, accepting and, and expecting different results. Let me say it again. Doing the same things over and over again, expecting different results. One of the best lines in life, one of the best lines in baseball, and we follow that rule in all my teams. So what we do then is we identify what the problem may be. We get into the solution and then we we make we make the decisions we change that um i think i think winning we get to be more forgiving in winning i think all of a sudden a guy struggles out there you end up your starting pitcher just gets you know getting beat up fastballs getting hit sliders getting beat yesterday in our 22 to 5 loss i think we had eight doubles hit against us i think we had a grand slam hit against us our pitchers weren't hitting their spots our middle guys weren't holding runners very well. We didn't hit very well. So that may be a time where, you know what, we'll identify some areas. But in that particular loss, a loss like that, how do we get back from a loss like that? How do we, <laughs> how do we turn the losing part around? Well, I think as a coach, you don't use the term losing. How about that? We're talking for for 20 minutes here on losing, but we're talking about don't tell anybody about this podcast. Coach Barrett talks about losing all the time. But understand when you're talking to young athletes, again, whether it's 18 down to five, the term losing has a negative connotation. Am I stating the obvious? The term losing has some sort of negative connotation. You lost, I won. It's one of the oldest lines ever that we use against our brothers when we're small children. My brothers would play basketball with me out in the backyard. Jimmy would be shit. Jimmy and John, they'd let me, they'd go up 19 to two. I was the youngest brother. They'd go up 19 to two on me in basketball. I'd go up, excuse me. I'd go up 19 to two. They let me get to, to that point. The game was to 21 and I really felt good. The next 18 was them and I never beat them one time. It was about who won and who lost. That was the final say at the kitchen table. Mom would call us in, Dink, it's time to eat. I was called Dink as a, from a young age because I was the youngest one in the family and I was the littlest one. And dad would say, hey, Dot, Dorothy, my mother, Dot, go get Kelly, go get Jim, go get John, and go get the Dinky one. So I, I had a little bit of an issue growing up, a little complex, but uh, Dinky went to Dink and and. And as, as many of you know, my old friends, they, they've been calling me the Dink since uh, the Dink, not just Dink, the Dink for a long time. However, when the Dink would go out and play basketball then, the Dink would never win. And Denny, I, I, I hate to be third party. I'm not going to talk about the Dink anymore. Every time we'd go out there and play, I would never win. Because the oldest, I mean, from caveman, me win, you lose. That's how it went. 
How do you get through a loss, though? How do we turn losing around? Well, we don't talk about losing. Guy wants to talk about it. The team we got beat yesterday by 22 to 5 was very classy. They beat us, and we know the nice thing is we get to play them today. There's always going to be another ball game. You wish they were earlier than later. Poor football guys, man. You guys only play once a week. You get beat on a Friday night. You don't get the chance to play till next Friday. Us baseball guys, we we got beat yesterday, twenty-two to five. We get to play today. Same two teams, same two coaches, same two groups. Now, are they a twenty-two to five winner better than us? No way, no way. And today may show it that way. You, but however, our job today is to go out there and 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 and, tr- and, and not talk about yesterday, but push ahead. Don't talk about the losing or the loss. Don't don't use the term losing. Break down the areas of concern that you know as a coach are the reasons why you're losing or why we lost. Yesterday, there was a lot of areas in the 22-5 to loss. There are some other areas in close games, man, picking signs, getting our signs, just ground balls, double plays, just little things in areas, defensive stuff, our bunt defenses, our first and third defenses. There's a lot of things that you can identify on why you're getting beat. And we don't have to talk about we lost. God, you make it so general. Shit, the four guys in the deck didn't even play. Why do they? Why? Why are they part of the loss? Well, they are because they're part of the team, but they're not. They didn't. Uh, they're not. They're, they're not our shortstop and second baseman that not that are not on the same page. That maybe caused some discomfort out there. Losing usually is caused by some discomfort going on by a team, and then the individual reacts in a certain way, throws a wrong pitch, and things go south. In baseball, things can go south much quicker. Uh, than in any other sport. There's no clock in baseball. Remember that. There's no clock. So 22 to 4, if we were playing in a clock, if the game was only two hours long, we could go off the clock, we would have stalled and gotten beat 10 to 4. We would have utilized that clock and just said, take a knee, and we're out of this thing. Run, 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 run. Don't stop the clock. The problem yesterday and the problem with baseball is losing, and, and the problem with playing is that you must continue to throw a pitch. You must get three outs. And we had a hard time yesterday getting three outs in certain innings. I think we gave up six runs in one inning, eight runs in another. It was humbling. And you really need to appreciate this game of baseball to walk through that. Pre-game talks. Now, today, what, what, what am I going to do today? Today, we'll meet. We'll just, we already know the elephant in the room and how ugly that loss was yesterday. Uh, we're going to focus on the task in front. They have a new pitcher today. They may have a new lineup, not a whole new lineup. They may have some new guys. We can adjust to what they had in there. We'll focus on the new arm they're throwing out there today. And I know, and they know, yesterday was ugly. And there's still a fear of, God, I hope these guys aren't 20. They've got 20 hits off of yesterday, 20 hits off of yesterday, and we'll see what happens today. But our goal as a coach and a leader is to go in there and not not address that. Let's address how we're going to get through today. Yesterday, I fell down and bumped my head. I'm not going to talk about that all day long. I'm not going to be that guy. Today, I'm going to talk about how can I walk a little more clearer today. Whatever would happen yesterday in life, let's move on to today in life. Yesterday's behind us, man. We got the future right in front of us, and we get a chance to play today. Um, maybe we talk about, let's instead of talking about winning the game, let's talk about winning each inning. I like to keep it, we'll break it down in parts instead of the whole. If we win one inning at a time or attack one inning at a time, it takes away of thinking about the big picture of winning and losing or the loss that may come later on. Let's just stay right in the now. So let's successfully execute throwing strikes. Let's just play catch and let's put the ball in play. Throw strikes, 
play catch, put the ball in play, control the things we can control, and we'll go from there. Usually, the team that does that better than the other team wins uh, wins more games. So that's uh, that's about it on losing today, man. You know, there's some losing topics in there, and 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 we'll get into winning. We'll get into winning as soon as I win another game. But shit, man, it was a tough weekend. I've, I've lost five in a row. So if if you guys, if you see me out on the street. Man, just keep driving. I'm not a good guy to talk to right now. I got a smile on my face, but I'll tell you what, man. I got horns coming out of this forehead. And uh, the players today will get to see a positive Denny. But inside, I need your help. Work with me today. Say a lot of prayers for this coach, and I appreciate you. Swing hard, guys, in case you hit it. Thank you very much. (laughs) 